Columbus, Indiana is having a moment in the spotlight thanks to a new film named after the town. It premiered at the Sundance Film Festival on January 22nd. It's the story of Casey, a young Columbus native with an affinity for the city's architecture, and Jin, the visiting son of an architect. The city's buildings draw Casey and Jin together as they embrace their love of design. That's the film version of Columbus, Indiana. Annie Corrigan introduces us to one of the town's real-life tour guides, whose challenge it is to make the city's architecture as fascinating as it is to Casey and Jen. Okay, well, first off, Annie, welcome to Columbus, Indiana. Um, Columbus is a community of some 45,000 people, and it is the county seat of Bartholomew. This is Donna Sass. And as you may know, uh, the American Institute of Architects has chosen Columbus and ranks at number six in the nation for the number of buildings that have been designed by modern contemporary architects. Our largest industry here is Cummins Inc., the world's largest maker of heavy-duty diesel truck engines. And for many years, it was Mr. J. Ron Miller that was head of Cummins, and he believed that in architecture, you saw a community's commitment to the future, and therefore, he launched launched a program to bring in leading architects to design many of our public buildings, with Cummins paying for the architectural fees. I met her in front of the Cleo Rogers Memorial Library in Columbus on an absolutely frigid winter afternoon. It was one of those windy, cold days, and I was incredibly uncomfortable. But Donna was in the zone. She was like a player piano, scrolling through the greetings she gives to guests on the architecture tour. Over time, the townspeople have embraced design excellence with a commitment to build a quality life through a better environment. Is this memorized? Well, I do the tour from memory. Just do it from memory. Many years. How many years have you done? 42. Wow! <laughs> Donna has the type of story you'd expect from a Columbus, Indiana native. It starts when she was five years old. In 1954, the Irwin Union Bank, designed by Eros Saarinen, had just opened, and my mother took me in there, and I still remember the effect that this building had on me. I realized this is a light, airy space, and there's no uh, walls. It's so open, and I could all compare this to the bank that my grandparents went to because when you went in there, the tellers were behind golden bars and it looked like a fortress. And I knew as a young child that this was a very special place. She remembers when they tore down old buildings on Washington Street, and she remembers being excited and anxious to see what they would build in their place. That area became the first commons. Donna left Columbus to study hospitality at Purdue. She lived in Detroit for a bit, and then she moved back to her hometown in 1974. And when I returned to Columbus, the first thing I did was I came here to the visitor center and took the training. When I got off of the bus after taking the tour, I could not believe that I was in my hometown. I learned so much. And I do believe that within a week, I was called and asked to go out and give that first tour. And I will never forget, thank goodness, my parents sent me to parochial school. I had my commentary all memorized. And I am giving the tour. And on the front seat of the bus, I recognized 
the lady that was the director of nursing here at our local hospital. So that shook me up just a little bit, and I called the Irwin Union Bank the Irwin Meller Bank. I'll never forget that. <laughs> City tours unofficially began in about 1969. The story goes that people were hearing about Columbus's architecture, and they were just kind of showing up to check it out. So a group of volunteers with the Chamber of Commerce started conducting tours. They wrote their own scripts, and the guides still do that today. So that means no two tours are the same. More than 30 new buildings and structures have popped up in Columbus since Donna's initial training session back in 1974. The guides get to go inside any new buildings so they can add that new info to their tours. Donna recalls a memorable tour of the Bartholomew County Jail in 1990. They got to go into the cells, and she remembers really not liking the orchid paint color on the walls. So that's a detail she's added to her script. You know, I've often said it would just be so fun to go on everybody else's tour and come up with a master tour, you know? Yeah, I wonder, do you get, have you ever gone on someone else's tour and gotten some ideas to add to yours? Oh yes, oh yes. Well, since I don't have a mechanical mind when we go by, when I was on someone else's tour and they were describing the different colors of the um, cylindrical forms that are at the AT&T switching station. And these cylindrical forms simply house the air intake and exhaust systems of the building. And so these pipes are painted like yellow, red, blue. I don't know, there may be a green one too. But he was explaining, well now the yellow one is the intake and the, and the red one is the exhaust and the blue ones are, are whatever they do. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's too mechanically inclined for me. <laughs> so how do you describe that particular building? I talk more about how the architect placed a trellis on two sides of the building and encouraged wisteria to grow up, which it did. It grew beautifully, but then too many birds found it inviting. And so because of a bird problem, the wisteria had to be taken down. See, I find that more interesting. <laughs> In the last few years, new initiatives have developed out of the city's illustrious design heritage. The IU Center for Art and Design opened its doors in downtown Columbus in 2011. Founded in 2015, Landmark Columbus transcends historic preservation to foster new design in dialogue with existing landmarks through its Miller Prize competition. Even the city's younger residents are getting into the act. Teams of high school designers are competing for the opportunity to create a temporary installation on the corner of Washington and 7th Streets. On her tours, Donna interacts with high school students as well. They've provided some insight for her into the way Columbus natives perceive their surroundings. On this particular day, we were walking through Friendship Alley and one of the North High School students said, I had no idea this alley was here. And it's very interesting in that it's full of neon sculptures and pulsating lights and so forth. And it's almost like, well, how could you not know that this is here? So while others are expanding the city's identity as an aesthetic standard bearer, Donna is focusing her efforts on sharing knowledge about the existing buildings. She was a child when the landmarks were new, 
but after more than a half century, their luster has dimmed for some Columbus natives. It's very easy when you grow up in a community to just assume every other city is like this. And when you are out on your own, then you see the differences between towns. Donna's dream is for all townies to take the architecture tour. She thinks that could rekindle the same sense of awe about the city's built landscape that she notices in its new residence. For WFIU Arts, I'm Annie Corrigan. Donna Sass and fellow volunteers run architecture tours out of the Columbus Area Visitor Center on Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. You can find out how to book a tour at columbus.in.us. This weekend, students on the Exhibit Columbus High School Design Team are presenting design concepts for a temporary installation in front of the historic post office that will be featured in the 2017 exhibition of Exhibit Columbus, which opens August 26th.